आर वी थेरापिस्ट नो सो वाई आर वी टॉकिंग अबाउट मेंटल हेल्थ बिकॉज वी वॉन्ट टू एंड इट्स आर पॉडकास्ट सो वी कैन डू वट एवर वी लाइक दिस मॉर्निंग आई वोक अप टू द न्यूज ऑफ सुशांत सिंह राजपूत डाइंग एंड फ्रॉम वॉट वी नो सो फार इट्स बिकॉज ऑफ सुइसाइड सो that kind of got me thinking as to how many celebrities and how many people in general we've lost because of suicide and mental health and all those issues that follow so i thought we could talk about that today yeah i can think about robin williams mhm uh anthony bourdain yeah kate spade the thing is that this comes up only when celebrities die yeah the talk about mental health especially in india mm-hmm. when a bollywood celebrity ka dies of uh, dies due to depression or any other mental his- yeah. health issues so th- otherwise we don't talk about it yeah because if you talk if you have a mental health issue you are crazy yeah that and that's the stigma surrounding mental health because as we were growing up mental was a sort of uh, derogatory term it was always an insult yeah it was always an insult so when you grow up and you even to admit to yourself that you have mental issues it's it's you focus on the mental part and not <laughs> the issues part yeah and it's just common sense i mean we fall sick we take care of our body mm-hmm. our brain is a part of it why can't it fall sick nobody gives us that freedom of yeah. acknowledging that our brain can be ill and it is just a sickness it is not who you are what's your journey been like oh, i hate that word journey <laughs> what's your story uh, <laughs> what's your back story <laughs> character <Yeah>. description <laughs> yeah well um so i was diagnosed with depression sometime in 2018 Mm-hmm. although i knew i was suffering from something for a lot of years before that yeah uh i came to the us in 2017 and a couple of my friends kind of forced me to go to therapy mm. because they realized that my behavior and my general detachment from life was not exactly very healthy mm-hmm. i'm very i'm very very thankful that they actually made me do it because even getting an appointment with a therapist gave me a panic attack oh and i didn't realize that it was a panic attack at the time but when i was sitting in the waiting room hyperventilating to the point where when the lady who was my therapist came to fetch me from that waiting room mm. i couldn't say hi i forgot my name mm. when she asked me and my first session there kind of ended up with me in tears realizing that shit i haven't talked about this to anybody yeah and i i would say that like my issues with mental health come sort of have stemmed from my childhood like mm-hmm. i've been bullied i've been um, kind of targeted because you know how teenagers are yeah and nobody ever kind of let me mm, gave me the permission of feeling shitty it was always like you can't cry you can't be weak you have to be don't strong. show emotions no you can show your emotions but you have to be strong 
you can't admit that you need help you can't show that you're sad or weak yeah like you can cry crying is fine but it has to end there mm-hmm. it cannot be a cause or a symptom of something bigger yeah so crying at a film crying while du- during watching a film is yeah, completely fine that's perfect like you have emotions yeah. or the movie was great yeah but feeling sad in your day to day life or feeling detached from reality is not okay mm-hmm. because that means you're weak yeah and i come from a family where being weak is a bigger insult than being dead we did not have a talk about mental health ever like, ever okay e- even now mm-hmm. we have never talked about it parents usually are supposed to have the sex talk <laughs> so i think they need to have the mental health talk as well and just sit us down and say you know the this is all fine this is it, it's not a part of who you are it's going to go away mm-hmm. you need to work on this you need to identify it for what it is exactly whatever it may be mm-hmm. but no one ever told me that no one ever told you that yeah and i sort of went through life thinking that if i am depressed about something maybe it's just a phase maybe i'm just sad it will go away mm-hmm. but the thing that happened to me was when i switched from uh, when i switched careers from engineering to uh, films i kind of left home mm-hmm. and for 6 months i was depressed but i had no idea i was depressed i realized that i was going through depression after 2 years i think okay when i was reading about it and i thought to myself oh i at that time that might have been depression mm-hmm. but because i couldn't identify it for what it was and i did not know who to talk to or what to say mm-hmm. i just kind of ignored it yeah. I, i kind of let it be and after a while it for me it went away because i started getting projects and i started uh, throwing myself into work but that's not a healthy way to deal with it not at all i'm glad it worked for me but now i know that that's not how i should have dealt with it mm-hmm. how did that affect your life at that time yeah like not knowing that you're depressed but still feeling something's off that's that's the thing it's it's a com- like the constant feeling of something is wrong mm-hmm. but you don't know what right you wake up and you're like ah <laughs> that yeah i i know that feeling it's like ah, why did i wake up today <laughs> <laughs> that and that goes on for every day mm-hmm. for 6 months yeah and it's like you wake up and you're sort of detached from the world exactly like nothing go, feels like it has real consequences or nothing feels like it matters yeah and exactly and the thing with uh, indian parents is if you laugh you're fine yeah <laughs> so i and i used to laugh i used to watch movies i used to laugh i used to joke around i wasn't sad externally mm-hmm. like i looking back now from my behavior i could tell that people had no idea i was sad mm-hmm. because i used to laugh i used to play around i used to joke around i used to you know, like be quote unquote normal mm-hmm. where no one could tell that uh, i was going through something but in in my mind i was detached from everything right 
I I used to go to uh, college. I used to sit through classes. I used to be creative, but all while being detached from it. Mm-hmm. I I had no emotional connection to what I was making or what I was learning or what I was going through. Okay. In my day to day life, mm-hmm. and that that's how it was for me. Yeah, I mean, I I can see that happening, and it happens to so many people. It does. That, it, it's it's a crime to not be able to identify it. Yeah, and have you were you taught about it in school? Oh no. <laughs> my, exactly. My I I remember that we had a chapter in science, mm-hmm. and that that had you know all the diseases and yeah. and we had a chapter about mental diseases, but. it was so scientific it's not they they never said this could happen to anyone or this could happen to you mm-hmm. it's just something that you know you need to learn the names of all these diseases and what they mean and that's it yeah y- y- they didn't tell you what to do if you thought you had one or if you <laughs> thought your friend had one mm-hmm. or if you thought your parents had one yeah and it never talks about hey if you are feeling like this maybe you should get help mm-hmm or maybe you should talk to somebody maybe you should tell somebody that and the worst part of kind of being in that indian society is that even if you do tell somebody they're just going to pass you off as crazy yeah they'll just call call you that tell you that you're constantly complaining mm-hmm. which has been thrown at me time and time again when i say that i don't feel right or i feel off or this doesn't make sense to me or that i don't want to do anything it always comes back to no you're just lazy how can you be lazy if i don't want to do anything there have been times where my depression got a hold of me so bad that i refused to leave my bed mm-hmm. i there was this one incident that happened sometime when i was 18 and i slept for 3 days straight mm-hmm. because i did not i didn't have the energy to wake up and eat Okay. It has happened a lot of times throughout the years to me. Mm-hmm. And it took me so long to realize that when that phase kind of starts, like you have highs and lows in depression, like you said, you would laugh and go out with yeah. friends, yeah. but there are times when you're just like I want to die. I do not want to see anybody. I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. During those phases, I have slept for days at a time. Mm-hmm. And I have weaponized food. Like for me, my food was my kind of safety blanket. I see. So I just ate. So if if I kind of look back at myself, it has always been the case that throughout tough periods or periods when I couldn't, I hadn't gotten help or I didn't know how to behave or what to do, I ate. Yeah. And I gained significant amounts of weight. which kind of puts it back into you that vicious cycle of your self worth goes down because people because now you are gaining weight because now you are gaining weight and people are commenting on it yeah it is india in in that indian society it is always okay to comment on somebody's weight oh yeah like it's i it had people okay. comment on my weight even though i was i was underweight exactly so it was okay to call you skinny yeah. it was okay to call me fat yeah and this didn't come from strangers this came from your own family oh yeah def- all the relatives like yeah. even even uh, a casual encounter mm-hmm. would result in oh are you not eating well yeah and they think that they're being funny yeah <laughs> i i never get that and 
there have been so many times where my extended family has called me fat mm-hmm. has called me um kind of like i used to have a lot of acne so their thing was like how will you get married saying this to a <laughs> 17 year old a 17 year old doesn't care nobody's marriage yeah nobody's getting married it's fine it's hormones it's puberty leave the kid alone it's going to go away yeah and even if it doesn't who cares <laughs> is my point like what happens if you have some acne on your face everybody does but how will you, how can you not get married <laughs> it's that's your life's purpose yeah of Just course grow up get married have kids and die yeah <laughs> <laughs> produce more indians because there are less of us uh-huh. <laughs> we need more indians <laughs> But like in general, that was kind of my story for a lot of years. And it was your way of dealing with it. Yeah, my way of dealing with this with it was to eat, and up to a certain point, I let that happen because there was no other security. Mm-hmm. There was no other safety bubble that you could create. Yeah. Did you do something like that? Like, what were your coping mechanisms? my the way i dealt with it was not dealing with it at all mm-hmm. so like a i had no idea i had it mm-hmm. so for me it was just like oh i'm sad and i have been sad for a long time and that's it mm-hmm. so i used to wake up i used to go through all the daily motions and i used to come and sleep mm-hmm. like i have because in my head it was something like the effects were not physical and till they were not physical i had no idea there was a problem mm-hmm. because in my head it was equated to like if i'm depressed maybe i'll lose sleep but i was sleeping fine yeah <laughs> Be- but i because i did not get the thing that it's different for everyone mm-hmm. and in my head i was i'd always seen in films i had read in books that you know if you are depressed you you lose sleep or you sleep too much or yeah. you eat too much mm-hmm. or i was doing neither of these things i was eating fine i was sleeping fine i was uh i was feeling energetic it had no physical effect on me mm-hmm. but it i now when i look back it was a dark time yeah i wasn't i wasn't happy i wasn't enjoying myself like i used to so that kind of got me thinking much later mm-hmm. that this was not a normal period of my life yeah. and when i went down the hole of uh, learning why then it kind of dawned on me that oh it's the symptoms are not same for everyone mm-hmm. and for some reason i don't know why but i couldn't go up to my family and say hey i'm i'm sad do you know why <laughs> because that's you you can't you don't know what to do Yeah and it's like does everybody feel like this or is it just me Yeah that's another thing like i don't think i ever talked to anybody about this mm-hmm. The only times i did let myself acknowledge it was taking online tests <laughs> because that was my first thing to do like web md like let's figure <laughs> out if i have depression Yeah it's like what hogwarts house are you <laughs> what mental illnesses do you have let us ask google and i did that i took a test i it was like a very so it was a very long questionnaire which took about like 20 minutes to fill out to just find out your hufflepuff <laughs> hey i am slytherin and proud no you are not i am 
you're big softy. Can't be in Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin and proud bitch. Nope. And I, I need to see those results. Okay, we'll we'll try that after this. So my main so after that test was um it did diagnose me with uh anxiety, depression, a slight chance of bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh my god, like now I have a name for this." <laughs> you have three names for it. Yeah, like now I have a name about why I keep thinking that everything's going to go wrong. Mm. Or why I am constantly worried about something that won't even matter in the next two weeks. Yeah. And those it kind of helped. Putting a name to it helps you deal with it. Yeah. For example, like when i knew that oh i'm just feeling anxious i could just google what do you do when you feel anxious mm-hmm. you can't google like hey i'm overthinking some everything come help me yeah and the other thing that once i went to therapy it took me a very short time to identify my triggers mm-hmm. to identify because it's not just going to therapy and talking about your emotions and your life for an hour every week but that's that's the thing right that's what indian parents led us to believe that's what my parents thought therapy was and when i asked my parents about it they just said well you talk to them and they figure it out and that's it yeah and i have heard this argument come from a lot of people like you have us why do you need a therapist oh yeah like if you need a therapist come talk to us why yeah. do you want to pay someone else to go and talk to them if you are just going to talk to them and i really want to scream in those people's faces is because they are not judgy <laughs> <laughs> they are not going to sit there and judge me and listen in an objective manner you won't do that you're going to tell me there's food in the fridge there's a roof over your head why the hell are you sick yeah or why the hell are you saying that you are sick yeah like don't you have in like you have everything mm mm-hmm. why can't you be happy yeah if you are just sad go go out with your friends <laughs> go watch a film oh and that's not the solution <laughs> to why i'm sad i make films and i'm sad <laughs> yeah and since then like since i personally went to therapy i have been such an advocate mm-hmm. that anytime anybody says anything like hey this is what is causing me trouble and i'm like i am so glad you opened up to me but i can't help you yeah go to therapy go to therapy and then they are like they feel like i'm pushing it off mm-hmm. but it's like me giving you my opinion is not going to help you because you come from a very personal place yeah and you i know care what's about happening you. to you that is that is another side of it that you always like we don't have the objectivity to not include our experiences yeah. when advising somebody exactly but just the fact that i can listen but i can't help mm-hmm. it it just feels like a very hollow thing to do like i'm i'm always glad to listen to whatever somebody's problems are but i feel like i'm not giving them the kind of guidance that they should receive mm-hmm. because i don't have the training i don't have i don't have a degree that tells me, that can help them yeah So when I say go to therapy it feels as if I am pushing them to do something they are not okay with. Yeah. But the fact is that somebody pushed me to do that. And it was the best thing because going to a 
because I think I was I was what I was twenty three when I went to therapy for mm-hmm. the first time, and I realized that my problems mostly are stemming from something that happened when I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. Going from that, like the triggers that came up in my life when I was fourteen, to what happened when I was like in that like eighteen to twenty period, mm-hmm. and all of those things just started making sense at that point. that hey these are the things that have affected you these are the things that are causing problems this is why you are making crappy decisions for your future because it mostly happens that the things that have happened in your past will always affect how you are reacting to things today of course and that is when i realized like hey you are being self destructive because of something that happened to you and it is making you scared mm-hmm So how about we deal with that first, so that we don't make shitty decisions in the future. Yeah. And it has not worked. <laughs> like I, I can't say that a few months of therapy magically repaired me. It's an ongoing process. Yeah, it's an ongoing process, and just the realization, just being aware that something you might do, you you kind of have that objective lens from now on. Mm-hmm. That this is what I want to do. These are my emotions. But hey. is it being affected by something in your past are you making a decision for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. and just having somebody show you that mirror that you are not crazy you are just a product of something that has happened to you that was done to you yeah because all of these are external factors but they do have an impact of course and especially when you are a younger like you are a child those those smaller external factors can influence you much more than if they were to happen now yeah when you see mental illnesses portrayed in media it's always an extreme case oh yeah it's, it's always somebody yes. who can't cope with life who mm-hmm. can't do basic tasks mm-hmm. so when you yourself are trying to examine like hey what is up with my head you see these extreme depictions and you realize hey that like, that's not bad that's, that, that's yeah, what you what's think. happening to me is not that bad maybe yeah. that's not it yeah you're never taught that there's a spectrum of things mm-hmm. you're never told that yeah so it can be just one thing and it can be 10 things mm-hmm. and it can be anything in the middle yeah but even if you have that one thing talk to someone get help seek therapy i feel like at least indian society is coming out of that stigma Oh yes, up to a certain bit extent. Bit, yeah, yeah. Like people are willing to at least talk about it, mm-hmm. but I hate the fact that we only talk about it when somebody dies. Yeah, we don't talk about it when they're alive. It's not a part of everyday conversation. Why not? Because it's like for my family, it was hey, we are having dinner. Don't talk about depressing subjects. <laughs> yeah. just because because we meet while having dinner mm-hmm. everyone has their own lives and when we are together you don't want to talk about sad things right you want to talk about oh this things are like good things mm-hmm. happy things but that's that's not the point yeah that's true and also i i feel like we're made to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. when you when we talk about this it happened to me it could happen to you i don't know who among my friend circle might be suffering right now because we're so detached from everybody we're so away from everybody despite of social media and everything mm-hmm. is that everybody lives in their own minds most of the time 
so you don't know who is struggling or who is going through what mm-hmm. i feel like if i say that out loud like hey i've been here i have suffered through this and you have a friend in me like you can talk to me if you need it if nothing i can guide you to the resources that could help you mm-hmm. so that is usually my intent of bringing it up but it just feels like i'm a downer at a party <laughs> just going like hey like the the music's great but if you are dealing with depression just let me know <laughs> <laughs> but that reminds me when i came over here mm-hmm. uh, a couple of my friends from india were already in new york mm-hmm. and like i met up with their group and after a while i kind of got the feeling that ev- almost everyone was going through something mm-hmm. but their way of dealing with it was drinking yeah which is a huge 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 problem for especially immigrants who come to here mm-hmm. to study yeah because they have been they have been a majority of them have been living in india for their whole lives mostly in one city mm-hmm. and to uproot their lives come to another country who you kind of speak the language but you don't know anything else mm-hmm. you just know what you have watched in films yeah and it's already a like an uprooting and a big enough experience yeah. of doing that and you miss your home you miss your food mm-hmm. you miss your family you miss everything that you know reminds you of home and now you're in this strange place with strange people and you don't know how to deal with it mm-hmm. and the easiest way to deal with it is not deal with it <laughs> and drinking Yeah that's why yeah so yeah. by not dealing with it you drink i went through the phase of extreme drinking let's yeah let's let's drink your problems away but it wasn't very extreme like it wasn't to the point where i couldn't function yeah. but i i my my thing like i'm i used to be a social drinker mm-hmm. where i used to drink maybe once a week or twice a week mm-hmm. but it went to a point where i was having at least two drinks every day oh and i i didn't drink before i came here a lot like mm. i i might have a drink with my family once in a while and just having so so a couple of drinks got me buzzed mm-hmm. that that is the point i was trying to make and having two drinks every night kind of just numbed the alone time i had Yeah. Because all day long I'd be like in the morning I'd wake up I had to get stuff done go to college study you'd be busy do my projects get everything in place and then around like ten o'clock you're like okay what now I don't want to be alone with my thoughts mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with what is happening to me yeah and then you start drinking because drinking numbs you. and i did that for i think two or three weeks where i did not want to talk about what i was what was happening to me i didn't want to face it mm-hmm. so i just did like i drank and alcohol is so cheap here that even as a graduate student you can afford it yeah like in india you can't <laughs> yeah in india it's heavily taxed yeah so here like you can buy alcohol at a 711 at 2 am in the morning <laughs> so it's I I went through that as well but luckily I had friends who realized that oh my god she's literally losing her mind. Yeah and you because you had friends like that and you know things were in a way that they could come up to you and talk to you about it. Well th- that was the thing that the earliest that I realized that I am doing something wrong 
was by myself mm-hmm. like i remember going to get another like a second or a third drink one night and i was like shit what am i doing yeah you're not and supposed to make gin and coke i don't drink coke <laughs> <laughs> it was just wine but <laughs> but still like it it was not a long period like i said it was a very short period where i real- and i quickly came about to the fact that no this is not right and you shouldn't be dealing mm-hmm. with your problems like this but again the help th- that i i keep going back to my original point that therapy helped yeah because becoming it is very easy to go into your self destruction spiral mm mm-hmm. and once you do one thing it gets you hooked on something else it gets you hooked on something else and it just devolves into chaos what do you mean for example if you are sad you won't go hang out with your friends i see if you don't hang out with your friends at one point they're going to stop calling you to hang out yeah then you feel even worse and you're more alone then you turn towards other things that might keep you company mm-hmm. so then comes the drinking if you don't spiral if you stop if you don't stop that spiral then it just gets worse and worse yeah so there has to be one point where you cut yourself off or somebody else does yeah so i feel like th- this like detached culture we're in where nobody is actually you know with you mm-hmm. it makes this problem even worse it makes depression anxiety anything related to mental health worse because we are all so absorbed in our own heads that we can never tell what is going on with somebody else in front of us and then we are shocked when something like the, the the news this morning happened yeah because everyone's reaction to that is oh shit i never knew they were struggling yeah because you don't talk about it yeah you don't give anyone the chance or a platform to talk about it social media kind of glorifies mm-hmm. uh, mental illness at the same time while ignoring it yeah <laughs> which is a very weird <laughs> sentence to say but it it's kind of because you go through all these social media posts of your friends and they don't post their whole life mm-hmm. they post the best parts of their lives yeah and I am guilty of doing it too. I I don't go every day and say, "Oh, I had this for lunch." And I'm, I'm not having a particularly good day today. <laughs> But I just post the things that, you know, I want other people to see. Mm-hmm. And people do the same thing. And yeah. if I compare my life to their lives, it's going to put me down a spiral. Yeah, I I remember reading this quote which was like, "Don't compare your behind the scenes to somebody else's highlights." Exactly. It's like that. That like <laughs> you only see the best parts of them. and seeing all of these highlights seeing all of these awesome things that people are doing like even now in quarantine half of my friends are posting about the stuff they've cooked mm-hmm. and half of them are posting about trekking <laughs> like how they are going to these awesome places and hiking and kayaking or i don't know what they're doing but they're doing something <laughs> it's just about that Nobody is posting about the fact that hey we've been stuck inside the house for 3 months and I can't stop watching the news. Yeah. Nobody is posting or even acknowledging the fact that it is okay to panic. You if you don't want to be productive don't be productive. Exactly. This 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 is not meant for you to be productive. If you are productive it's good. It's fine. If Keep you on want doing to it. Be. Yeah. But if you are not it's perfectly fine to just 
सिट ऑन द सोफा वॉच न्यूज एंड कर्स द वर्ल्ड फॉर वेर इट इज राइट नाउ स्पेशली द ऑरेंज मंकी दैट वी हैव रनिंग द कंट्री राइट नाउ बट इट इज परफेक्टली फाइन टू डू दैट इट्स यू योर गोल इज टू सर्वाइव द पैंडमिक सो एज टू कंप्लीटली यूजलेस पीपल मेकिंग अ पॉडकास्ट आई वुड लाइक टू गिव यू हुएवर इज लिसनिंग दिस एडवाइज बी अनप्रोडक्टिव बी अ काउच पोटेटो gain weight eat what you want just make it through this mm-hmm. you don't have to pick up a new hobby you don't have to learn how to cook you don't have to clean the house you don't have to have to do anything you can if you want to but the goal is to come out of this happy healthy and alive there are a lot of people who i know have done social media cleanses i did, i did not know that was thing yeah it is a thing where you basically delete all social media apps for like a month or so and it genuinely makes them feel better mm-hmm. but the peer pressure of not being on social media is too potent mm-hmm. that they come back and i've done that myself i've done social media cleanses where i've removed all my social media apps but my my problem is i live alone <laughs> So if I don't have social media, who the hell do I talk to? <laughs> Is my thing. Plus uh, the being... people living in your head. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so circling back to our original topic of the people living in our heads. <laughs> But in general, it's it's like I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to text somebody out of nowhere just being like, "Hey, how are you? Let's talk. <laughs> Let's gossip." I can't do that. Yeah, so, because the first reaction that someone I have that I have when someone texts me is like, uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have I have to say something back now. <laughs> And I do I do edit my own messages at least multiple times to be like, does this sound too bitchy? <laughs> because I don't know how humans talk. <laughs> does this sound excited enough <laughs> yeah then i add like two more exclamation points like maybe that helps and maybe now that's too excited i am not too excited to talk to you <laughs> i remember when i told my parents mm-hmm. that i went to went to therapy how did that go <laughs> uh my mom asked me why i needed therapy mm-hmm. my dad was very worried mm-hmm. and he like he was confused as to why i would have any mental illnesses in the first place even yeah, like when you you have uh, this was when you were here right no this was yeah 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 i mean i was in the US. so yeah you are doing a masters degree in the states and you know you have a job you have a house to live in what what, what problem do you have <laughs> yeah exactly what's wrong with you and they were like what has happened in the recent few months that you were depressed mm-hmm. and like it's not about what has happened in these months it's about what has been happening for years and been neglected been neglected exactly and it just happens that i've noticed when a lot of people form a lot of people who came here for studying or whatever that freedom and that um independence from the indian society mm-hmm. made their emotions come out finally yeah that have been repressed for years that they could finally express themselves yeah express it, it out loud without the fear of being 
judged or condemned for it or ridiculed for it and that is awesome like that change in itself is something so big that most people i i would like more people to actually take that up yeah just sit down with yourself see if you are okay do like a mental oil check <laughs> is that what you do for cars yes you do an oil check right? yes okay that's a good metaphor <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any tips on people who are dealing with mental illness and how they could deal with it just to reiterate we are not therapists yeah. we are just people who have dealt with this before <laughs> yeah and the only thing because i i know people who are like myself mm-hmm. who are introverts who don't want to talk about this mm-hmm. or who, who this is the last thing on my mind when i talk to someone yeah like when if i meet someone new i am not going to mention hey i went through depression mm-hmm. but for people like that i would suggest you know go talk to a therapist Okay. and it's it's not you don't have to diagnose yourself <laughs> even if you have a doubt even if you are wondering if you, uh, you have a mental illness mm-hmm. go talk to them let them figure out yeah <laughs> if you have it or not but if you have if you think that you have something go talk to someone go talk to your friends see what they think if they think you are fine still go talk to the therapist because also, your friends are not psychotherapists or psychologists Also if your friends tell you that you're whining or crying dump them get better friends yeah get new friends <laughs> <laughs> If you need new friends email us <laughs> Yeah we don't have friends anyway <laughs> We want new friends Although we might not reply because we are introverts who are against text <laughs> <laughs> We'll see your email and go ah. <laughs> If you realize that something's off the first thing to do is calm yourself down mm-hmm. that is before you do anything rash think 10 times about why you're doing something so my first thing would be do practice meditation mm-hmm. it helps it feels like a very um white people thing to do at this point <laughs> it feels like goat yoga but <laughs> white people just stole yoga and made yeah. it into goat yoga and hot yoga <laughs> although i'm not against puppy yoga Let yoga be yoga. Why do you need dogs? Don't get the dogs involved or goats. Yeah, I never understood why it went towards goats instead of cats and dogs. Or any animal. No yoga in India has any animal involved anywhere. Please. Okay, so back to the point. <laughs> um, try meditation. Try mindfulness apps. uh headspace is something that i would definitely recommend it has helped a lot when it comes to kind of getting your mind away from anxiety away from um sort of like depressed depression inducing thoughts mm-hmm. so try that at least for the time being and then definitely get therapy <laughs> yeah therapy is a must it helps it is effective and don't stop sometimes it happens that you find a therapist who's not your pace who's not who doesn't match your wavelength yeah the don't first you might not agree with or you you might not <laughs> vibe with him yeah exactly it it does matter it <laughs> yeah, sounds it very does. hipster but it does matter yeah you need to vibe with your therapist bro 
so keep keep looking for more therapists like if you if you are not okay with the things that one person is telling you and you don't feel comfortable sharing stuff with them find somebody you are comfortable sharing with yeah because this person will give you will have to look at the worst parts of you and you have to trust them completely yeah so that is definitely something i'd recommend and the last thing is that even if you do get therapy don't forget that it's an ongoing process yeah like once you stop therapy it doesn't mean you're cured and it will never happen again <laughs> don't get therapy for a month and say i'm cured yeah <laughs> so remember self care is a thing and it helps if self care for you means reading a book or watching a good movie do it if it means going out on a hike do it if it means taking a bath and listening to music do it whatever keeps your mind at peace especially when we are living in a time of so much uncertainty mm-hmm. and if you have to get away from people to achieve your mental peace that do it now even if it is your family even if it is your partner even if it is it if those are your friends if somebody is jeopardizing your mental peace it won't be it won't get better it won't make your mind any healthier yeah. to stay in that situation so as much as you can i understand most people are under lockdown and quarantine right now so getting privacy and like space might not be the easiest thing to do but for an hour a day put on your headphones sit out in the balcony or sit in another room with some quiet or go out for a walk or whatever it is just with masks with masks on <laughs> yes don't forget that but just have some ha- find your happy place yeah to use uh um, hipster language hipster language <laughs> and we need to stop stigmatizing uh, mental health mm mm-hmm. talk to your parents about it talk to your friends about it yeah it's not a special topic it's not a topic you broach when you are going through something mm-hmm. it's just a normal thing to say yeah discuss it and if there are any older people listening to this talk to your kids about it so i i realize this has been a very serious topic of nerd gully and has absolutely nothing to do with nerd or gully <laughs> but hey nerds get depressed true <laughs> sometimes not all nerds but you know Some nerds. nerds can get depressed we will be back to our regular scheduled idiotic programming next week <laughs> uh we just felt like this was a topic that we definitely need to address in the current situation and being in that pandemic and scary mode it is bound to amplify people's mental health issues yeah so you've always got somebody to listen to you with your friends and your family remember that if you don't have anybody email us we will uh at your email and still reply <laughs> and we are going to include some helpful links that if you are going through something check out those links they might be able to help you more than this yep and uh that's it that's it follow the instagram thing ah uh, okay I, on I, the interweb I, <laughs> Definitely share this with your friends if you think it might help them and follow us on Nerd Gully and our Instagrams and all the links are down in the description. Uh feel free to rate us and comment on our content if you have any comments. 
<laughs> remember to write nice things <laughs> please <laughs> and that's it for today see ya bye mom go to hell